This is part one of episode two of the Smile Revolution podcast. Oh my gosh. Oh, to be honest, it was a journey where I was constantly like, I didn't know the next step. So I was like, now what do I need to do next? What's the next thing? And like I said, it was through the research, which sort of then opened the door um and um but it was all I was always down to myself at the beginning I thought am I doing the right thing you know am I crazy um you know can can this really work hello and thank you for downloading Smile Revolution in association with Dense Plycerona a podcast dedicated to oral health promotion, supporting career development for dental hygienists and dental therapists. I'm Victoria Wilson, a dental therapist, and I am so excited to bring to you poignant conversations with dental professionals who have made an impact on my career. And thanks to their transparency, we will endeavour to learn more about the choices they have made and the impact this has had professionally and personally. Through listening to the Smile Revolution podcast, I hope you gain inspiration and ideas for furthering your career path, supporting oral health promotion and enhancing smiles across the world. I am delighted to introduce our sponsor, Dense Blycerona who are committed to providing clinically proven and innovative solutions, continuing professional education and patient self-care support to help promote a lifetime of oral health around the world. Find out more at densplicerona.com forward slash revolution. Today's guest is Catherine Owers, a dental hygienist from Cornwall in the UK. I have invited her onto the show for the reason every time I meet Catherine, I am so inspired by her journey, as I'm sure you, the listeners, will be today. Catherine started as a trainee dental nurse before training as a dental hygienist in Bristol, qualifying in 2013. She worked for a few specialists and general practices in and around Bristol before deciding she wanted to return to Cornwall, where she opened up her own direct access clinic in 2016. On today's show, we cover how Catherine went on about setting up her own practice. This podcast is for all hygienists and dental therapists around the world who have the aspiration to open up their own clinic, yet are not quite sure where to start. We talk about the importance of support and your own confidence in you within the profession. Catherine shares a very insightful, honest journey about opening up her own dental practice. We had so much to talk about. The recording has been split into two podcasts. Hi, Catherine. How are you this evening? Yeah, very good. Thank you, Victoria. Thank you for having me. Well, it is an absolute pleasure. It is 9pm because my little ones didn't want to go down. But thankfully, Catherine has still agreed to be on the show. So I'm very grateful. So thank you very much. And I'm so excited to have you on the show this evening because 
from when I first met you at a Dent Supplies to Rona event, um, where I was lecturing on smart scaling, I was taken aback by the fact you opened up your clinic on your own, as I'm inspired by any dental hygienist that have taken that bold step in opening up their clinic. And I've just been so interested to learn, as I'm sure other colleagues are here in the UK and around the world, about the steps that you took to open up your own clinic and to be so positive in absolutely every conversation I've ever had with you about opening up your own clinic. And you've just recently, well, just said literally a few minutes ago, I do it all again. So it really can't be that bad. And, you know, that's amazing to hear. So, Catherine, I mean, you know, where did it all start? And, you know, why did you decide to open up your own clinic? So um, it all started really when uh, I, I took a job to become a dental nurse. Um, and this was going back quite a number of years now, back in 2006. Um, and I just thought, you know, dental uh, or the dental industry is one of those jobs you either love or you're going to hate. And and I just fell in love with it. And uh, every every dentist I work with, I learned new things um, and um you know, they sort of mentioned, why don't I do hygiene? And I thought, oh, you know, why not? So anyway, I took the plunge and I um, applied to be a, you know, wanted to do the hygiene course in Bristol. Um, And luckily I got accepted and it was fantastic because, um, you know, being in Cornwall, um, actually there's not many hygienists down here. um, And it was quite an unusual job, actually um for for this part of the world and um none of my friends I don't know any sort of hygienist you know friends or family that are hygienists so it was um it's a a brilliant role um so anyway I I traveled up to Bristol and um started the course and it was just brilliant met loads of new people um and all the day releases that we did the hospital settings community settings being with patients um it was it was just I just loved it um from start to finish and once I qualified in 2013 um you know I went out into the big wide world and um as you do yeah as you do and (laughs) um still probably you know scared obviously having to work on my own not having the the trainee trained trainers there um watching over me but um but no it was brilliant so I worked in um several uh NHS and private practices and um an implant clinic and also worked with periodontists as well so had a a wide variety of um settings and and patients um and I really loved it because I really felt I was making a difference and lots of people would come and see me and say you know how fantastic it was and the one thing that did stick with me is um uh one of the dentists in particular said how um refreshing I was um and having come out of university, I just had that buzz. Um, and I think some hygienists lose that as as maybe time goes on, they get stuck in a rut. And I just really was raring to go. So um, and the patients could see that and the my boss could see that. So that was quite rewarding for me. Um, and then uh, obviously, when I was training, the government changed the, the rules with direct access, which was a, a an amazing step but at the time didn't really think too much into it um but thought you know the thought of it would be an an amazing idea to open up 
our own practices you know people can just walk in and get their teeth cleaned super easy very simple um and not too complicated um but at the, you know that was just a pipe dream then and um and so anyway I was building my, on my experience and and always had that sort of seed in in my brain <laughs> and I think um it just just it just gradually grew and grew. And as I sort of met new hygienists and we're talking about direct access and it just became more, you know, actually a reality that this is something that could happen. Um, Opening and up I, your own clinic. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, and it's so refreshing just hearing you say, because yeah, some hygienists and or therapists, when they qualify, they start working. You, you just, obviously sound from your story and you know obviously relaying your story you were invigorated you know like you said you had this buzz and that stayed with you but you know I think you pointed out one really interesting point that you know a dentist complimented you uh, and you know brought it to your attention that you obviously were very passionate about what you were doing yeah and you know saw that spark within you and that's such a wonderful thing to have colleagues around you and I think you were also probably very fortunate to have that to highlight and to support your your buzz as such and that's an amazing thing to have colleagues around you that support your 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 interests and 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 things like that and and yeah you know that's a wonderful thing that you were working probably with colleagues like that that's allowed you to just move forward and that's that's, it you know exactly what the smile revolution podcast is for is to you know support others that maybe are not in that position that haven't had the colleagues and that's specifically why I wanted to talk to you because six (laughs) years on yeah this is it opened up your own clinic this is it. it yeah, I, I, like you say, it gave me confidence. And I think that's what um, a lot of us need, you know, in any workplace, whether it's, you know, de- the dental industry. I think we all need confidence to, to um, you know, make ourselves grow and to, you know, to remember what why we actually start how we started and why we we became what we are um and it's so important to to speak to others um and you know um like you say to be surrounded by people um who can give you feedback because it is so so important um and you know from from opening up i mean through through all the research that i did and opening up the practice it's only now that um obviously we're getting busier you know again I'm getting lots of um compliments from yourself for example Victoria patients dentists just saying how how wonderful and amazing it is and it just it again it just boosts you to then carry on and do something you know just keep pushing yourself and I really believe you know pushing yourself is is the key because if you won't nobody else will no absolutely (laughs) and a hundred percent I'm I will back that all the way um and I guess it comes down from probably you know what you love doing yeah um, and why you keep pushing yourself but undeniably through all of this through any journey in life um work related personally you know there's undeniably struggles that we maybe do face yeah. um 
And you just pointed out one thing in what you were saying, you know, that surrounding yourself with people that can give you feedback. Were there specific points in your journey from moving and deciding that you were going to open up your clinic that you may be um, utilised as a mentor or did you have multiple people that you could approach for feedback on your journey towards opening up your practice? Um, to be completely honest, I I did confer with some, you know, family, friends, uh, my partner, who's um, who's very business minded as well. Um, but I I researched, like I say, for a long time. And um, I, I sort of believe in, you know, everything, you, you know, um, the words I'm trying to find. <laughs> it's, um, you know, you can do everything yourself if you just work hard enough. Um, and yeah. If I was ever stuck, I would certainly um, call someone or I, I did um, message some hygienist who'd done some, you know, similar sort of uh, things. You know, when I started, there were a couple around um, in different parts of the country, which I did um, sort of, you know, ask a few questions about. But um, all the answers are there. Um, and that's something that I have said to many hygienists which have rung me or emailed me Um asking how did I do it where do I start um and it's just it was just the case of just reading all the documents um the CQC the GDC you know everything is there um and it's just a time thing really it's not it's not something that should be taken lightly or something that can be done very quickly it's it's you understanding it's almost like going back to university again (laughs) You know, there was a lot, lot to read, a lot to understand. But it's not until you understand, you know, the, you know, practice policies and procedures and, and, um, you know, inside and out as to know what you have to do. So it's not something I can just say, this is what you need to do. Um, is it's a process um and a journey like like a lot of things but once you've got it and you know you you've got all your everything in place um you know the cqc will come out um and um assess what you've done basically to to ensure that you're ready to open Um, and i mean it was you know um i i can remember they one compliment from them was you're more you know you're more prepared than a lot of the practice we come and see so coming from the CQC that was amazing so um I was you know very organized lots of lists and you know almost sort of tried to revise a lot of it to to just um understand what what I had to do and um and us hygienists we were very determined and um you, you know you can see that in some of the chats on Facebook and some of the the groups everybody's very interactive um and and it's it's brilliant and we you know we can definitely do this um it's just um it's such a new thing um people just need to be given the confidence to know that you know it is possible so you make it sound so simple <laughs> You had your list. You literally did your reading. But it was a lot of commitment and a lot of reading to be sure you were on top of everything. Absolutely. I I know you mentioned you consulted family and friends and your partner's very business orientated and you did have some dental connections that you tapped into. Um, But did you... 
doubt yourself at any point that maybe you've missed something or were you just so oh. diligent? <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, to be honest, it was a journey where I was constantly like, I didn't know the next step. So I was like, now what do I need to do next? what's the next thing and like I said it was through the research which sort of then opened the door um and um but it was all I was always down to myself at the beginning I thought am I doing the right thing you know am I crazy um you know can can this really work um but because I moved from um Bristol to Cornwall um like I said I've got friends and family here I've got a big support network um this is where Cornwall is where I was a, a dental nurse so I've got colleagues in in um in Cornwall in the dental industry and um and yes I just I just I found you know the support network so so um I think that's what you need when you do open up your own um, practice is, you know, you've got the support there because you've got to always think, what if um, it doesn't work? Um, and I even sort of moved back with my parents um, just to save money, just to make sure I could, you know, it could work. Um, but um, well, it's very normal because I, I've toyed with the idea and I'd like to maybe open up a clinic one day, you know, to doubt yourself and think, what if it doesn't work? So yeah. this is thanks for sharing that with us, because, you know, I'm sure for listeners, you know, it's refreshing to hear that somebody like yourself that's taken the bold step to open up your own clinic. You know, you have gone through those stages and phases of thinking, oh, my goodness, as simple as you made it sound when you're explaining how you went through the process um, of setting up, you know, you, you think, what if, if it doesn't work? So it's very normal to have Very normal. Absolutely. And like you said, to have that support network around you to Yeah. On. And I think um, I was at the point where, um, you know, I haven't got any children. And um, I, I thought, well, I either do it now or I do it later on in life. So, you know, I just felt, you know, if I, if, if, you know, if I did have children, I maybe not have as much time. I couldn't commit so much time to it. Not to say you couldn't do it if you had children, but it's, it, it, I could imagine it would be a lot more difficult just to balance the time, the risk. Um, I didn't have as much responsibility at the time, um, which for me, I felt, well, if it didn't work, I would just go out and get a job. You know, it's it's not, you know, um, it wasn't it wasn't the end of the world. So I thought I'm gonna risk it, I'm gonna go for it, and 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 it's paid off. And it, you know, but some people it depends on the situation that you are in at the time. Um, you, you know, but it's nice for like you say, um, listeners to hear what I'm saying and and knowing it it actually can work and there is um a need and a want and so many patients have said have complimented on on um the ease of the service and how crazy it isn't you know this service hasn't been available years before um you know and and a lot of hygienists I've met have said similar things you know you know this should have been um more available you know many years ago um so to to get feedback like that as well is it again just spurs you on and um, it definitely is, is um, you know, is, is a possibility. So if you're thinking about it, it's um, definitely don't dismiss it because it's, um, 
is an amazing thing and you, you can change lives. And I mean, the amount of people that I've or patients that I've um, treated, I mean, wouldn't have been treated because maybe they're not registered with a dentist. Um, maybe they're stuck on a long waiting list um, and maybe they would have lost teeth in between times um, and, you know, different situations. But um, we definitely, whatever us hygienists are doing, it's always going to have a positive impact, no matter how small, whether it's removing a little bit of stain for a wedding um, or or saving somebody's teeth through, you know, gum disease. So it is, um, we have got a very important role. And I do feel this, our service, and especially what I've created, um, it is super, super important. And Makes for, it so accessible. Absolutely. I'm Karen Walker, dental hygienist. When procedures like debridement and scaling are more comfortable, patients are more likely to return for their recurrent appointments. At Dents by Serona, we offer a wide range of ultrasonic scaling units suitable for every hygienist and therapist, from portable units for those in multi-site practices to air polishing for enhanced treatment options. Explore our complete range at www.dentsbyserona.com forward slash ultrasonic hyphen scaling. Now, Catherine, you've gone through how you made it sound so simple. <laughs> you know, just working out what to do in regards to the setup. Now, a big consideration in all of this is, you know, finances. How do you fund setting up your own clinic? How do, where do you start? So, um, so I had savings. So, um, I, I'm I'm one of those people that that's you know likes to save anyway. But um, you know, when I knew that's that, that's something that I definitely wanted to do, started saving um, as much as I could. Um, obviously, that didn't. Um, I needed more. Um, it, it it wasn't enough, and. Um, there are lots of companies out there. For example, uh, I used Henry Shine, um, who who um, deal in a lot of um, you know with equipment stock, as as a lot of people know. And um, just speaking with those guys, um, you know, they 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 will point you in the right direction. They are so knowledgeable, um, and they will give you so much, so many ideas, and um, you know, like I say send you down the right path <laughs> and, um, did they offer you payment plans for certain yes yeah, so, so there is it's it's quite simple in in the regard that they they can set it all up for you um obviously you need to um show that that you're because being uh the situation that i was in the the company uh that were lending the money, they, they were taking a risk with, with me because it wasn't just a dental practice as such. But because it was a dental industry, they see it as quite um, uh, quite reliable uh, form of of. A payment plan in in the sense of we're not we're not too risky um because it's dentistry but because I wasn't just a dentist I was a little bit more of a risk but um you know I I managed to get um quite a lot of uh finance from them pretty much were you, all, sorry to interrupt but was this yeah. could, were you connected to these people through Henry Shine yeah so they they pointed me in that direction but there again there are lots of 
different companies out there and lots of other financing companies. And maybe I didn't go for maybe the best one. There might be better ones with a lower um, interest, that sort of thing. But at the time, I, you know, they were very... Um, um knowledgeable uh, supportive for me and um i felt that was really important and um and once the finance came through it was all go <laughs> it was all go and um and i haven't looked back since um you know meeting the payments has been uh, no problem at all um and uh like i say if you've got that support there it, you know, at, at first I was, oh, you know, this this is going to be tight. You know, I was really, I had to watch the pennies. Um, and being a hygienist, you know, our, you know, usually we, my wage was was pretty good, and I was, you know, you know, going to waitrose that sort of thing, and I had to sort of claw that right back. Um, and um, and yeah, I was I was living, you know quite a <laughs> a lower lifestyle if that makes sense um to begin with but um but yes as soon as we opened and um we sort of did our open day uh people started filtering through patients started and it just it was a word of mouth thing um refer, people referring friends and family and we soon started to make a profit um very small um and my wage was very small at, at first but like anything it grows and um and, and develops um as time goes on so um so yeah it's it's, it's always going to be a bit rough to begin with with any I think when you start any business um but it's it definitely is a, a risk worth taking if, if you're really serious about it and how did you decide because there is so much available to us from an equipment point of view um for the ideal of what we'd like. Did you have a basic list of what you needed initially before building on that? Or yeah. how did you formulate how you were going to set up your clinic? Yeah, so um, initially I started um, looking at premises um seeing what how much it was. Um, some people, I've had hygienists contact me saying they have their own premises. Maybe they have an annex, that sort of thing. Um, but for me, I didn't have any of that. It was the case of I had to rent somewhere. And just knowing, because I didn't have a clue at the time what prices were, how much rent was. And it was basically getting all these basic figures, how much rent was, how much utilities were, how much. Uh, so I've got the finance. So I know how that how much that was. Um, that then you had to work with what you were given from the finance. Ab absolutely. And that includes all the um, the equipment, everything to get me going. Um, my savings... Sorry, can I just ask yeah. you? So okay. did you do a, a rough budget prior to going to finance of exactly what you required um, to have a ballpoint figure? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, um, you, you know, it's 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 not too difficult to just google um dental treatment units um or treatment centers as they sometimes call it or dental chairs uh, at, the, at first i wasn't sure whether to go for a second hand chair um or whether to go for brand new and i thought well i definitely want to go for brand new if i can because it's reliability and if you've just got one clinic and it fails then you've <laughs> um you're in deep trouble but um 
But yes, so definitely going for the finance option, getting brand new equipment was a priority because, again, it looks the part. You look the part, um, you know, secondhand equipment you don't you don't know what's going to happen so um so it was just um and and again you can ring up these companies and you can say you know how much is it going to be for this um you know this unit uh, and there's so many different grades of what you would like um and 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 like you say I just made a budget a list of of the basics what I needed um and again uh, people like Henry Shine, they will help you. You know, they will tell you what you need because they install it every day. They're the professionals. You know, um, I didn't know half of what I knew before I started, you know, the research and and it's just talking to people, contacts, um, and, you know, they'll put you in contact with somebody else who knows about uh, another part of the surgery. And um, and you just build on that. And once you've got your, your, your figure, that's when you know how much it's going to cost. We had so much to talk about. The recording has been split into two podcasts. So make sure you listen to part one and part two. much for listening if you enjoyed the episode i'm sure you will love our next guest so click on subscribe to be the first to hear it if you were inspired by the podcast today and you wish to launch an oral health promotional campaign or project please let us know at smile revolution as we are here for you leading dental professionals as your creative agency dedicated to making it success of every oral health promotional campaign and project book your free consultation today please email info at smile-revolution.net Thank you.